You are listening to Love, Maine Radio, hosted by Dr. Lisa Belisle and recorded at the studios of Maine Magazine in Portland. Dr. Lisa Belisle is a writer and physician who practices family medicine and acupuncture in Thompson. Show summaries are available at lovemainradio.com. Portland Art Gallery is proud to sponsor Love, Maine Radio. Portland Art Gallery is the city's largest and is located in the heart of the Old Port at 154 Middle Street. The gallery focuses on exhibiting the work of contemporary Maine artists and hosts a series of monthly solo shows in its newly expanded space, including Ingen Jorgensen, Brenda Sirioni, Daniel Corey, Jill Hoy, and Dave Allen. For complete show details, please visit our website at artcollectormain.com. Love, Maine Radio is also brought to you by Aristel, a lingerie boutique on Exchange Street in Portland's Old Port, where every body is seen as a work of art and beauty is celebrated from the inside out. Shop with us in person or online at aristel.com. Tickets for Maine Live are available now. Maine Live is a day of inspiring talks and stories of grit by the business and creative people shaping the future of our state. Join host Dr. Lisa Belisle and 14 mesmerizing speakers who will inspire conversation and connection. This fifth Main Live is on Thursday, September 21st at USM's Hannaford Hall. Go to MainLiveEvent.com for more information and to purchase your tickets. My next guest is a dear friend and really quite a talented um, individual. This is Raymond Brunyansky. He is the co-owner of the Relais and Chateau Camden Harbor Inn and Danforth Inn, as well as Natalie's Restaurant, Tempodula Restaurant, and Opium. It's really great to have you in here today. Likewise, it's good to be back. So you have been doing a lot of interesting things since the last time we had you on the radio show. I think the last time was before you were going to open your Portland location. Right, yeah. Which has now been a couple of years. Yeah, I think it was 2014 when I was in your show. Um, mm-hmm. We just became Relais Chateau in uh, with Camden Harbor Inn. Um, you did a wonderful interview at, uh, together with uh, John Cartwright of the White Barn Inn. And since then we... Uh, in 2014, we bought Danford here in Portland. A year later, we opened uh, Tempo Dulu, uh, our fine dining Southeast Asian restaurant. And just a couple of months ago, we uh, made a couple of changes and opened up uh, Opium Lounge uh, in addition to Tempo Dulu. So we have now also a swanky bar at uh, the Danford. I guess we should st- we should talk about that sure. because you've you've <laughs> there's gotten there's been a lot of talk about opium. No, so. <laughs> there has there has been a lot of talk about opium um, in the news. It's been kind of a controversial name that you've chosen. It is, um, and and we were aware of that when we uh, started working on it, um, and um, you know, f- to m- me, um, opium. Um, says more about the time frame uh, in, 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 in Shanghai and, and, and we were looking for a name that um, fitted what we were doing already with Tempo Dulu, that, that Southeast Asian Asian uh, cuisine um, the Danford has been decorated uh, with a lot of Asian uh, art and, 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 and uh, furniture um, we were looking at something that was speakeasy uh, like um, but also very fashionable um, so we were inspired mostly by opium of Yves Saint Laurent, the famous perfume that's already on the market for 40 years, uh, very well known for its uh, fashionable and somewhat edgy uh, campaigns. Um, 
and you know it's 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 a name that has been used for many uh, bars throughout the world and it just felt right it, it just felt fitting um, it, it allowed us to do what we wanted to do with the bar and um, every conversation that we had f- uh, with, with, with our branding manager, uh, uh, Mark Woopery, uh, with our PR firm, uh, Parasol in New York, uh, with, with many people here in Maine, including uh, some uh, uh, rehab centers, uh, we, we, we always you know, were aware of this controversion. Uh, I don't think we expected it to be uh, such a... Uh, backlash when the name initially was launched um, and uh, you know uh, even in that process before we opened up and and there was some controversion uh, we, we continued looking at it and I think at the end of the day the conclusion was that maybe we had we needed to change a couple of things in our marketing and how we were phrasing things but that the name opium in itself is is a strong name and should stay um, and that is what we still uh, carrying and 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 I think we've seen a change now. Uh, people really enjoy opium. It's packed almost every night, and um, people who've been there they they understand the relationship of the name and uh, uh, and and what we're doing, and that 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 it really fits uh, our product there uh, and the decorations of the lounge. It, it is sexy. It's a little dark. It's a lot of uh, Asian feeling elements in it. The cocktails are uh, slightly intoxicating in the way they're presented. Flower patterns on the on the on the ceiling. So it just you know it's it's a fitting name. It seems to me that there are other people who are marketing things that are slightly edgy, right? And that don't get the type of backlash that you got. Um, well, I think I th- I think a couple of things. Uh, I, I mean, definitely, uh, Maine has uh, the timing of launching Opium was maybe somewhat uh, critical um, because Maine was at that point. Uh, Maine, uh, uh, Portland Press Herald was publishing a lot of articles about uh, heroin uh, addicts uh, and 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 the, res- the results and outcomes of those addictions. Uh, many people have died in the past years um, so it's definitely on everybody's uh, radar right now here in Maine which is good um, I think in general Portland as a city itself is maybe a little bit more an activist uh, city so people have the tendency to loudly protest against a lot of things here um, and um, I mean we've always felt that it was good that there was conversation um, but we also feel that the name opium in itself um, is not causing any addictions. It's not, you know, motivating anyone to, uh, you know, start using drugs. We're not advocating that in, in any way. Um, and I have in my personal life uh, friends that are addicted that, um, that I've, you know, talk to almost on a daily basis, uh, try to help, uh, try to uh, find ways for them to uh, to get connected to rehab centers, to uh, really get rid of their addiction, because I, I think any addiction is an issue. I, you, sh- you should not be addicted to anything, neither alcohol or whatever, or smoking. Um, 
And we've been uh, very much uh, working together with Fox Hill in uh, Camden, which is a rehab center uh, that was uh, opened a few years ago. And everybody was pro protesting against the rehab center in, in, in Camden while we publicly were supporting it because we do feel the need, uh, especially here in Maine. We are located next to Amistad, uh, and we have a program uh, with we work together with them with a couple of people that work for me that are recovering uh, addicts and uh, need to find a place back in in the workforce again and in a society that many companies don't want to hire because of their past uh, because they've been homeless and have many issues and still need to have the ability to sometimes you know fall back and uh, or, or not show up or and and we work with them very closely as well we we really do a lot uh, to to help that community, and, I, and maybe it's also my Dutch background a little bit. I, it, it's like you know, I don't really think a name hurts anyone. And if I just had chosen a name to be controversial, then it wouldn't have worked, and people would have uh, picked up on that when they walked in. But as soon as you walk in, you're immediately like, yeah, no, this has to be opium. I mean, what other name would work for this place? And 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 I think you know it also motivates us to work even harder at Opium uh, to give that extraordinary experience and uh, get everything right, so that there is no uh, doubt that 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 this is done from 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 the right perspective. I really enjoy um, going into your your restaurant right. here in Portland, Tempodulu, and and the. And the bar itself. I mean, I don't really think there's anything like what you're doing here in the city of Portland. And we have great restaurants and bars. Right. So you are very unique in your approach. Yeah. Um, to me, in general, hospitality uh, needs to be um, transformative. Um, I don't think when you travel... Um, that it makes sense that you stay at a very generic uh, hotel that doesn't in some way, um, you know, activate you or, or makes you talk about the design or, or gives you a sense of place. Um, I remember 10 years ago when we opened Camden Harbor Inn uh, and Natalie's, uh, with, 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 and you've been at Natalie's, uh, it's, it's, the decor is quite red. Um, and and especially ten years ago when Camden was a very traditional bed and breakfast community and uh, white clapboard buildings and you know uh, grandma's wallpaper on the walls and and we opened up Natalie's and we had this not to this extent that we experienced here in Portland but we had the same controversy going on there where people were just outraged that we had uh, used a historical building and and built this red almost bordello like restaurant in 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 it and and we got a lot of emails at that point social media was actually not so such a thing at that point but we got a lot of emails from people wishing us uh, to go back to the netherlands and we should not live in that town and we destroyed the building and and to be honest the past 10 years and with everything we've done and every uh, every event that we created, there's always been some controversy from putting a drag queen uh, 10 years ago already on stage at the Camden Opera House to supporting a main equality, uh, a gay marriage. Uh, we've always been very publicly. We, we, uh, we have a brand that is very publicly uh, public. Uh, 
uh, both Oscar and, and me are known in, in the communities that we operate in and, and we feel we need to have a voice. We feel that, you know, you cannot complain about things and then not do anything. And if, if we are able to reach that many people with what we're doing, we should also use that to some extent to uh, give our perspective on, on, on how we see things. And, um, and you can agree or disagree, I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I like the conversation, I like the discussion. Um, and, and again, maybe that is very Dutch. I, I'm totally open-minded for, for any point of view. I don't judge. Uh, I make jokes about it sometimes. Uh, but I think that everybody should live their own life in a way that they feel is good for them. And, you know, the people, the, the hundreds if not thousands of people that responded to the... Uh, to opium and and the name and and what we were doing there and sitting behind their computers and I mean I th I think we collected over seventy death threats in the past uh, months uh, from those people uh, uh, I don't know how many uh, emails we had that 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 we should go bankrupt that we should go out of business that we should leave Portland that we're the most horrible people that ever uh, faced the planet. Um, I, I just when I see it, I'm like I'm just thinking. Yeah, it's so easy to sit sit behind your computer and and go on social media or or post somewhere under an article in a newspaper something, without knowing who we are, without knowing what we're really doing, and and most of all without yourself most of, most of them not doing anything uh, to to make that change. I mean, sure, if you feel strongly about. Uh, things that need to be changed and go out and do something about it and and Oscar and I both do that every day uh, we fight for the things that we think is are important and that need to be changed here main and and we're involved in that and um, you know everybody should do that and then we somehow will end up in a world that is much better than it is today in the Netherlands is there a greater ability to have conflictual conversations do you think that people are better able to engage in the sorts of um, discussions that that maybe we're not as easily able to engage in here? Um, that's a good question. I, I definitely thought a lot about that, um, in, and especially in the past months. Um, I think m uh, to some degree, uh, especially here in Portland, people in Maine think they're extremely liberal uh, or liberal. Um, to me, liberal means that you uh, allow each other to have different opinions, to have that conversation uh, without just forcing your opinion and not the willingness to listen to somebody else. Um, and I think that is something you see more in the Netherlands. I think we, in general, care a little bit less about that other people have different opinions than you have. and. Of course, we try to convince each other from our point of view. So I think in general, um, Dutch people are listening to each other uh, to, to a greater extent that you, than what you see here. Um, they uh, allow uh, each other's freedom. And, and I think we probably are more busy in general in the Netherlands with, 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 with our work and with things that we're doing and more distracted by a lot of things that probably there is also, it's, it's a very dense population in the Netherlands. You live with 17 million people in, an, in, a, in, in a country that is a third of Maine. 
uh, and the majority lives on the coast like here in Maine so it's, it's very dense traffic jams busy 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 the whole day so I think people have just uh, automatically lesser concern about a lot of things because you 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 are forced to live so closely together and um, and so you need to give and take the whole time to make it work and and if you go to New York you also see that yeah people have opinions there but at the same time you know it, it, it it's for a day that they voice them and listen to some other people and then move on again because there's always also always something next um, and but I, I, I said in the past months quite often you know liberal in Portland it doesn't mean that you necessarily want to listen to each other and and allow each other to have different opinions it basically means that one side screams this and the other side uh, screams something else and it is very often conflicting with each other and somehow we i think in general people need to learn how to listen to each other and to uh, be open to arguments and, and what other people have to say and also be less sensitive about things uh, I, th I think a lot of people are nowadays overly sensitive for so many things and it is so political correct uh, and you know that is not how you can be creative of how, how you can build uh, things in life you need to sometimes cross boundaries to understand that you've crossed them and you sometimes need to also cross them to be able to move forward again and I think that is it, it's also very much in my personality to be that way to to be on that edge and you know and see you know am I did I go too far or can I still push it a little further and it's, it's what I'm doing every day I mean it, I'm, I, I very often said you know I compare myself often to a top athlete to operate on this level uh, what we are doing there is there's not much space for uh, mistakes you, you you always need to be almost perfect and that's exhausting and 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 with two 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 restaurants a bar two hotels to have 70 people on staff that always need to you know perform at their top abilities and to hire those people that are able to do that and to have that creativity and all to ensure that our guests that are paying you know eight hundred dollars for a room night in Camden uh, will walk away and say, you know, it was expensive, but it was worth it, uh, worth every penny. This is the most unique experience I've ever had. To do that is is that that takes a lot, uh, and um, and it comes with a lot of uh, stress, and 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 definitely uh, it, it 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 came with a lot of sacrifices as well, uh, and doing that for ten years is 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 hard work and. But I love it, and I, I, I do it every day. And um, but I, I don't think that people always realize that how much work and effort is going in, in what we're doing, and, and how much thought there is behind it. And, and that f an opium bar uh, before it was ever announced already it was 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 like a year in progress and, and conversations. It does seem that there's a tremendous amount of. Um creativity really that's needed to stay ahead of the game when right. it comes to hospitality because especially here in Maine every day it seems like there's a new hotel opening up or a new right. restaurant so in order to attract people really from around the world you have to have your own way of doing things and it really has to be very very good I agree um, 
I, I think it, 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 it's a very personal uh, translation. Um, uh, Camden Harbour in Danford, they're, they're all uh, coming from my own creativity, my own vision on, on his hospitality. Um, I think with what we're trying to create is an experience. Uh, I've said it before, but you never come home from a trip and you say, you know, I, I had such a beautiful bed in my bedroom. It, it, it's You always talk about uh, what you've done, uh, who you talk to. Uh, that is uh, that is traveling to me. And, and a room needs to be good, and, 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 and we will do everything we possibly can to, to, to give you a super comfortable room. But at the end of the day, the amenities are less important. I mean, you can go to Mexico, stay at an $800 hotel, and there's not even electri- electricity in that hotel because it's part of that experience of, of going back to nature. And um, so it, traveling is more than a hotel room. And uh, it, it forces me to think every day about what we're doing. I, I'm very lucky to travel a lot. and But I also need to be mentally in, in, in a good place to be able to do this. And... Uh, as you know, last uh, year Oscar and I broke up after a 20 year relationship and it, I definitely noticed that that, that is having an impact on, on my daily work because it, it is such a creative process and if you're you know, sad, depressed uh, over things that are happening in your life, it's so much harder to deal with guests that are traveling and having vacation and giving them an experience and uh, creating new packages or, or, or amenities for your rooms and uh, and then at the same time trying to get your personal life back on track again. Uh, it, 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 it is very close to who you are and, and what you're doing uh, personally, privately, and then your work. It, it, it's very hard to tell right now where my private life stops and my working life starts. And you've continued to be co-owners in this business. So you and Oscar, even though you broke up personally, professionally, you still work together. Yes, uh, we do. Um, I mean, I think what Oscar and I are doing right now is uncoupling. Um, After uh, being 20 years together and sharing everything, um, you, you can't just, you know, walk away from everything and, and say, I hate you now, or I'm going to get into a massive fight with you, because it, it doesn't do justice to uh, 20 years of, 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 of a really good life together. Um, I also, I think we both also realize that to some extent we will always need each other in our lives. Um, I think I cannot function and do what I do on a daily basis without having Oscar supporting me in that. I mean, I need his knowledge, I need his way of thinking. He thinks completely different than I do uh, to to be successful. I need that balance in my life. I think it also applies to Oscar and uh, that, they, that he needs my creativity, the, uh, the way I look at things in life, and, and, and that made us very successful in what we're doing. And, and I, I think we needed both some separation from each other in the beginning to realize that. Uh, and uh, we worked together, but we, uh, at the same time, uh, we were very separate for a while. And, and now you see a year later that, 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 that we talk a lot together, we spend time together. Um, I'm dating someone else, but we also uh, have dinner with the three of us or even the four of us when, when Oscar's dating someone. And, and we're trying to 
I, I call it uncouple right now and, and, and somehow get our separate lives again and at the same time find a new way to work together and respect each other as we have always done. It's interesting to hear you describe this um, because I know having talked to other couples who have uncoupled, who, who share something significant, whether it's, I don't know, a pet, a child, a house, something, it's not always easy to continue down that road together. And, and yet it's important to. It, it, it's not easy but to, to, to go down that road, I agree with you, but at the same time, I think you need to step back and evaluate uh, what you have and if you come to the conclusion that your life is only your life because you have a relationship with somebody then I th think something went wrong in your life I think your life your relationship is part of your life of part of what you're doing in your life but there are so many as other aspects to your life as well your friends your your work uh, the place that you live your hobbies whatever you know motivates you to get out of bed and um, and as soon as you realize that, and you realize that your partner has always, you know, been to great extent important to to uh, to the success of your life, then why would you get in a fight with with him or her, and why would you destroy that to a point that that you never can talk to each other anymore? And if you have children, even worse, why would you, you know, expose your children to that that kind of behavior? I mean. I just don't, I, I understand that there are situations when, where you get so upset with each other uh, that you, you know, that you want to walk away from it and that you don't want to live together anymore. But it doesn't mean that, that you can't love that person anymore. It just, you know, and, and I, I don't really have jealousy in me. I mean, it's not there that much. So I'm fine when Oscar has another partner and, and if he's happy, um, it's good for him and actually it's better for me as well because then, then, then you know, everything goes much smoother um, and I, I will work very hard with him to make sure that he's happy and that I stay happy and, and that whatever we've done in the past 10 years and what we've built and created uh, uh, will continue to move forward and, uh, and, and yeah, we have strong talks but I mean we also have, which is very interesting now, discussions about his relationship and how I now I find it interesting that it's in some ways I can be more open to him than I was before because I I don't feel that it is so touching my own privacy anymore maybe in, in that relationship and so I'm now sort of can advise him about his behavior better than I could when I was in a relationship uh, because somehow I always had a feeling that it would affect our relationship too much and and, and, and I think he has the same feeling with me where he feels more open to me and discuss things that we were not able to discuss with, uh, with each other anymore. And, and that, that in itself is also beautiful. Well, I really appreciate your coming in here and sharing really a lot of very personal um, thoughts and also thoughts about opium. Um, you've done so much work I mean, I haven't known you for the entirety of the 10 years, but I've known you for a big chunk of the 10 right. years. Yeah. And you've put a lot of effort into this. You're somebody who really cares deeply about what he does, and um, you care deeply about the people that come to stay, you know, at your at Camden Harbor Inn and, and also at the Danforth. Right. And the people who come to eat there, too. And, yeah. And we can tell. 
you know, as someone who's been at these locations, I mean, it's a very, very special experience. So to have somebody behind it, to have you and Oscar behind it, it means a lot. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and I care about my staff as well, the, 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 the 70 plus people that, that every day need to, you know, to great extent deal with our guests and, and making sure that, that everything runs smoothly for us. Um, but I, I'm a perfectionist. Um, I feel that everything needs to go as flawless as possible for our guests at all times. Um, I'm. They call me DI in 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 my company. I I also have this somehow this ability to just walk in and see immediately what goes wrong, um, and that annoys people sometimes. But it 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 helps. And I think over time I've learned what my role is in this company and and uh, became a little bit more relaxed about uh, what I need to do. I I think the first five six years I worked. Uh, probably 16 hours per day and felt that the need to be involved in everything that happened. I am able to let it go a little bit right now and trust my staff to to do things. And um, and actually because of that, things go much better because it allows me to walk in and talk to people, see what's going on. And you know, after 10 years, you have so much experience and so much knowledge of your own companies that you can actually walk in and see what's going on without you know, uh, being there day and night and, and, and trying to be involved with every decision. And I also like, you know, we have people of 30 years old, 24 years old, 21 years old, and I like their creativity and their vision on the world. And, 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 and I like talking to them and listening to them and what, how they see hospitality and how they see our guests. And, and very often very fun ideas create right there. And, uh, and, and we try to implement them and try to, you know, make it our own and do it in the Camden Harbor Inn or Denford way. And, um, it's it's an interesting ride. I'm, I'm super happy that we're still uh, uh, doing this, and uh, I hope for another ten years to uh, <laughs> at least to uh, continue with uh, what we're doing. I, I have I have every uh, hope <laughs> that this is going to happen for you. Thank you. I've been speaking with Raymond Brunyanski, who is the co-owner of Relay and Chateau, Camden Harbor Inn, and the Danforth Inn, as well as Natalie's Restaurant, Tempo Dulu, and Opium. Thank you Thank for you. all that you do and for coming in today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Love, Maine Radio is brought to you by Maine Magazine, Aristel, Portland Art Gallery, and Art Collector Maine. Audio production and original music are by Spencer Albee. Our editorial producers are Paul Koenig and Brittany Cost. Our assistant producer is Shelby Wasik. Our community development manager is Casey Lovejoy. And our executive producers are Kevin Thomas, Rebecca Falzano, and Dr. Lisa Belisle. For more information on our production team, Maine Magazine, or any of the guests featured here today, please visit us at lovemainradio.com.